It's Sex and Sarah Rose. I'm Sarah Rose, and really quick before we get into this episode, I know you may have found my podcast because you were looking for some interesting information about sex to listen to, but what you may not know is that I actually work with a lot of men to help them tap into their inner badass, have the sexual confidence that they've always desired to have, and to know once and for all that she isn't faking it. I have two distinct programs to help men. The first is for men who are ready to take the first step towards igniting their powerful sexual energy and getting better in bed. It's called Sex Stallion Training and it's an online program for you to do on your own time in the privacy of your home without a partner. This is for men that are single, in a relationship, or dating people. The second is called Man on Fire, which is the only sex university just for men. This six-month program is designed to help you become the ultimate sexual master. For six whole months, you train with me in live online sessions, and I will train you to be the best lover that she has ever had. So if you want the sex secrets that every woman wish you knew, and you wish that every woman had told you, this is where they are finally revealed. Check out more info at tantricactivation.com or just check out the show notes in the podcast app you're listening to this from now, and there will be links there for you. Thanks and enjoy the show. It's Sex and Sarah Rose, and today I am here with Aaron Hickok. Hey, Aaron. Hi, Sarah Rose. Oh, well, I just want to start out by saying that uh, those of you that are just listening by audio, you're missing out because I am seeing Aaron's amazing, beautiful face right now, and you just look radiant. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for noticing, Sarah Rose. I have been so devoted to my health lately and doing uh, an elimination diet and getting amazing sleep and making sure I'm staying hydrated. And it is just, it's like coming out of me and like the energy we put in is the energy that we put out. Oh my goodness. So wow. This elimination diet, but that's, has it been intense? Oh yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I've done ones in the past, like removing uh, inflammatory foods, but this time I've actually gone like a really uh, more intense version where I'm on a carnivore diet uh, to reset my immune system. So I'm being supervised by my naturopath and um, it has been a lot more intense. Um, Cause I'm like literally just eating like meats and fats and uh, like animal products. Wow. Well, I can tell a difference. Like as soon as you popped on, I was like, damn girl, mm-hmm. like your skin color, everything. Right. It is like moisturizing me from the inside. And then the coolest thing is that I am getting sleepy like, like just after sun sundown and I am waking up with the sunrise and I'm not setting an alarm to do this. Like I didn't do this. So I would wake up early or go to bed early, but I'm getting amazing, amazing sleep. I feel like I'm like sinking back up with the circadian rhythms and I feel like pretty amazing. Wow. Well, I am definitely impressed. So 
I have definitely fallen off the wagon when it comes to my diet this year. Like the whole time I was taking care of my grandmother, it was literally just eat to survive kind of thing, you know, just like, okay, I've got like 10 seconds to eat something and like, you know, just juggling it all. So, um, I am really looking forward to the new year and like getting back on track with all of that. (laughs) Well, I applaud you for your intention. I mean, really it was the same for me this year. You know, I kind of, you know, everything's just been different. And so my typical lifestyle of the way that I was eating, I just, you know, got off, got off track and it was, um, just some extreme, I had some uh, sensitivity to foods, uh, that was pretty extreme and I hadn't had that previously. So that is what pushed me into action. And I hope other people, you know, if you feel inspired by this, don't wait until your body has a terrible reaction to something like just, just jump in and and do it and 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 you can feel great too. Imagine how much better I would feel for how much longer if I would have recommitted even sooner. Yeah, for sure. I know like one of the big inspirations for me was training jujitsu because like I had to be on top of my game in order to like get in there and to train at the best you know, there's the best possible level that I can. And I'm by no means a pro. There are so many people much better than me, but you know, for where I'm at, like, and I literally like would notice such a difference if I had alcohol the night before, or if I had sugar or, you know, Mm -hmm. if I just these different things. And like, when I'm, since I haven't been training, I haven't had that gauge of like, you know, basically like the next day of literally just slapping me in me in the face of like, you should not have done that. And since I haven't had that, it's just been a lot easier to kind of just eat without consequence (laughs) or thinking about it anyway. I mean, we use, but it's so great because when we're in our bodies like that, it's like, it's just such a great indicator of like when we're off of our baseline. One of the crazy things that I've learned in this is how much I've been using my brain. I'm like really in depth in this uh, financial course right now to solidify all my business foundations so I can scale my business. And I'm really, really surprised at how much using all that brain power and like making big decisions doing that that's actually one of the things that i noticed for my baseline as well as all the mental energy uh, and the difference that it makes when i am eating clean Mm, definitely Mm -hmm. so speaking of jujitsu i'm really excited because so um what many consider to be the best school hands down is um, the Henzo Gracie School in New York City. And like compared to where I'm going to be living in New York, it would be a real fucking pain in the ass to get to Henzo's. But like, I fucking want to train there so bad. And I was just like, what am I going to do? Like I have only so many hours. Like, first of all, training takes up a lot of hours, but like the commute there, the commute back. Like, I'm just like, I'm running a business. I, I want to have a relationship. Like I've got to have a life. Like I'm not a competitor. I don't get paid to do this. Right. It's, I do it because I, I love it. 
And I'm like, I've just had to be realistic about it. But then I'm like, I'm so fucking close to Henzo's. How can I not train there if I'm like living in the city? So I was looking at their Instagram page this week, just kind of like, you know, what are we going to do the back and forth? And like, I see this address and I was like, what address is this? Cause this is not where Henzo's is. And I look it up. Oh my God. So they opened another location and I didn't even realize it. And it's going to be so much easier for me to get to. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, I was so fucking happy. Mm-hmm. Doing a little magic on that one. Huh? <laughs> right. I was like, what? I was literally just in disbelief. So yeah, I'm going to fucking train a Henzo's. <laughs> I am so proud of you, Sarah. I cannot <sighs> wait to see you back in it. I've just, you light up so much. Like when you share from like after your workouts and like you're going into them, like I see you on the Instagram. I see how much you love it. And I am stoked for you to not only jump back into something you love, but to do it with people that you've been dreaming about doing. I mean, I even know who these people are and I am not a jujitsu lady. Right. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I'll definitely be getting back into shape, getting back on my diet, (laughs) all this stuff, which makes me happy. Anyway, I will say like, though, even when I'm training, I still like my wine. I just, I do. And, but what I do is I typically don't train on Sundays. So I will just have like a couple of glasses of wine on Saturday night and like, that's it for the week. (laughs) Way to go for moderation. I love that. It's the best of both worlds. But where we should not have moderation is our orgasms. Agreed. Totally agreed. Sarah Rose, we have got to have the orgasms. Let's bring them on. Uh, The more, the merrier and in so much abundance in so many ways. And yeah, I was actually um, on a call last night with all of the, the guys from Man on Fire. We were having our like our holiday party thing. It was so much fun. And, um, the woman who's like our support and accountability coach for all the guys, she joined us and like, she was just sharing about how the time in her life where she wasn't able to have an orgasm. She was just like, I literally like didn't know how to have an orgasm. And there are so many people out there. I used to be like that. Like I couldn't have an orgasm until I got my first vibrator. That was literally when I first had my first orgasm. And I was like, what am I missing out? (laughs) Right. It's fun. And then you have some orgasm and you're like, oh, oh, this, this is what all the big deal is about. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, um, the world is in technicolor now. (laughs) It's like that, that movie, um, I was forget it was called Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Mm -hmm. Pleasantville. Yeah. Where like everything starts to come to color with the orgasms and yeah, that's literally, it's such a good analogy though. It really is. Yeah. It's like a hyper reality. Like suddenly it's like, I'm so much uh, more like I can feel all the sensations more. It is literally like colors are brighter and like things are vibrating more. There's just more vitality and more capacity. I think for me to even be able to like take in all of that because like all my senses are alive. 
Yes, absolutely. So much fun. And what I love about Tantra is that it helps our orgasms be even bigger, more expansive, and more intense. Just the sensations are so much just richer. Like there can be more depth to them. And um, so take something that's amazing and just makes it even that more amazing. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like feeling like I'm on as I'm talking about this. Mm -hmm. I definitely am feeling a little wiggly and dancey. Uh, so yeah, like a type of orgasm that is often talked about in Tantra is a full body orgasm. And what a full body orgasm is, is it's literally taking the sexual energy from your genitals and spreading it through the rest of your body. So imagine when your foot falls asleep and you've got these sensations that move through the rest, like, you know, they kind of spread. Um, so it's similar to that, but it's the sensations of orgasm. They're like spreading, spreading, spreading through your body. It can be, it can be like warm honey, like spreading through. And so that, what you do is you take your, your turn on any pleasure that you have um, from your genitals and you like latch on to that turn on and start you spread it through your body and you cycle it through your body as well. So that way it's like reaching all the different parts of you. And that type of orgasm is really cool because rather than like a typical climax and then a crash, um, which can leave you sometimes feeling tired or depleted, like, you know, you just want to nap afterwards you know, which there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's just like, all right, well, I want to get off so I can get some sleep or <laughs> dealing with insomnia. I can help for sure. Um, but a tantric orgasm can help your body feel more nourished. It can help your body feel more energized. Um, it can bring just like the, all this healing to your body. And so, um, and not, and then also, like instead of it just, you know, lasting, say, you know, 20, 30 seconds, whatever it might last, the orgasm can continue like just cycling, cycling, cycling through your body and it doesn't have to end. So it's really amazing. I love that kind of orgasm. Um, I feel it for myself. It feels like waves like gentle waves that just keep on rippling through my body. Um, and I actually have a question. Um, so when I have an orgasm and then I just want to have more orgasms, like it actually turns me on more, is that this kind of orgasm? So, I mean, it could be, it could be any type of orgasm. I often feel that like I have an orgasm and then I'm just like, 
yeah, I just want more and more and more. So it doesn't necessarily have to be with a full body orgasm. But the cool thing about all these orgasms that we're talking about today is that these are orgasms that men can have and women. So many guys don't even realize that they can have orgasms like this without ejaculating. And it's the ejaculation that, you know, typically causes them to need to stop having sex, um, you know, unless they're like, 16 years old or something like that, like then they can just, you know, often pop up again and they're ready to go. Um, but like, even then it, it does, there is like a, a refractory period, even if it's a short refractory period. And so, but as guys get older, the refractory period often gets much longer. So with this, they're able just to have as many orgasms. It can keep this orgasmic energy flowing um, pretty much nonstop. Like this is why guys, you know, sting and people like that, men who have talked about tantric sex, saying how they have tantric sex for hours and like guys that have never experienced it before, like what in the world, like why would I even want to do that? Because like they don't, they haven't felt the difference. And it's just such a different way of having sex and experiencing the sexual energy. Um, and it continues to energize you rather than deplete you. I remember the first time I was with a lover who had done more tantric practices and, oh, I was like hooked from that moment on. I'm like, what? There's, there's more like, yes. Like, let's keep, let's keep going. Let's keep cycling this energy. It was a different, you know, different than I had ever experienced. Like as a young woman, you know, I was kind of used to the standard climax and crash. So it's like, I was trying to get all my all my kicks in, you know, before, before that moment. And, uh, wow. Like as a woman being with a man who does those kinds of practices, it is so satisfying, uh, to be lovers with them. And there's so much more time to explore. It feels like things can move slower. Uh, there's just a lot more territory to cover and it doesn't feel like so rushed. Like, um, you know, it's almost before it was almost like a scarcity. Like I've got, I've got to get there too. Like, Oh no, like don't fall asleep, <laughs> you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. And it's a lot of pressure and stress. Yeah. Instead of like just amazingness. <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely prefer the tantric type of uh, sexual experience uh, for sure myself. Um, and I had no idea before I had tried it. So I think that's, I love that we're talking about this because for folks who are new, you know, even just hearing about this as a possibility, oh, like, oh, there are so many paths to go down, so many doors to open, so many treasures to unlock with tantra. Yes. And it just makes you feel just so alive, right? Like just everything feels alive and, and, um, more fresh and exciting. And it's just like, it helps life feel better too, rather than, you know, because like just the reality of being alive is that it's stressful. Uh, my teacher, Yogi Bhajan, he used to say life without stress is death. And it's true, right? Like as long as we are alive, there will be stress and, um, tantric sex helps to, 
um, just helps to re-energize the body and to give it the just the nourishment that helps you stay really strong and um, having the vitality that we often want to have. Uh, so another type a, of um, tantric orgasm is a chakra orgasm. So in the tantric tradition, there are uh, six chakras and then the crown chakra uh, with the crown, which is um, not actually a chakra, but it's often uh, talked about as the seventh chakra. And so you've got the root chakra, which is at the, the anus, the perineum, the cervix, that area of the body. Um, and then the second chakra is the clitoris, the tip of the penis, uh, around that area. The third chakra is at the solar plexus, fourth chakra at the heart, uh, fifth at the pit of the throat, and sixth is the third eye, and between the, the brows, just slightly above the brows, just slightly inside the head, um, and then the crown. And so with um, chakra orgasms, you can actually have orgasms in these different chakra points in the body. And so it's typically easiest to um, first do it in the heart or in the third eye area. So for people that are uh, new trying it, then those are the, the easiest places. Um, and basically what it is, is it's like you're bringing the sexual energy from your genitals to your heart or to your third eye. And it's a specific process of how to get it from one space to the other and like um, combining those two different energies uh, and like using your breath, using your focus, all of that. But you can literally just have a, an explosion of in your heart, just as you would in your genitals with that type of orgasm. Uh, and so it's just, it's so amazing. And the cool thing is that you can, use um, these different orgasms to help you bring more life or more energy to certain areas of your body. So all the different chakra points have different associations with them. So the root chakra, we typically associate that with security, survival, uh, that type of thing, feeling really grounded. So if that's an area that you're struggling with, by having orgasms in that area of your body, you can help strengthen that part of you so you feel more grounded, more secure, more stable. Um, or if it's, for instance, in your solar plexus, we typically associate that with like willpower, stamina. Um, and so if you're like struggling with that and having an orgasm in that area of your body, can help bring more energy, more aliveness, balance that chakra. So that way, um, you know, you can use this to really get all the, the chakra points in alignment. If you feel like there's an area where you're struggling or you're at lack, or you just need more attention to that area. I love this so much. Um, I've definitely experienced some chakra orgasms and it's just, it is like, it blew my mind the first time I was like, I am having, like, I'm having an orgasm in a, in a different part of my body. Like, I didn't even know that was possible. You know, I had 
you know, been doing the, the orbiting of, of energy and practicing that. And I just brought my awareness and it was amazing. The results, not just like that orgasm itself. Like I, in particular, I'm thinking of like, I had a very heart opening orgasm and like it left me filled with so much love, so much compassion, just like for days afterwards. I mean, it just like, it just reverberated in every other area of my life. And isn't that what Tantra is all about? Yeah. Right. Where you're just, you're just feeling it and like, yeah, just that the connection with the orgasmic energy of the universe. Uh, like some tantric teachings say, like the entire universe is one big orgasm. Like, so just like being at that vibration of orgasm all the time. And yeah, just like that's what I love about, you know, being in uh, programs like I've done or the ones that I lead where people are in, um, tantric training for weeks and months on end, because you're really retraining your nervous system to function on a different, uh, in a different capacity. So instead of the, the level of, you know, maybe it's anger or sadness or whatever your natural, uh, or habitual default might be, um, you're like training it to operate on the level of pleasure that that is your new default. And like, so if you think about it in that terms, your body is vibrating on this level of pleasure. And, you know, if the, if the universe is as well, which, you know, why the fuck not? <laughs> then yeah, we're, we can all just be like in this perpetual state of orgasm. Yeah. You know, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it had uh, Joe Dispenza on it and he was talking about like mindset and, He's like, you know, we're all practicing our mindset all the time. We're all practicing our emotions all the time. The question is, what is it that we're practicing? And if we're practicing like being angry about things, being up upset, feeling victimized, um, you know, we're practicing that on a daily basis. We're actually training our brains to go there first. We're like creating these neural pathways. And what I've loved, because I'm actually, to those of you who don't know, I'm in Sarah Rose's program right now. And I love that, like, my homework is to be in pleasure with me. I have loved that so much because it is contributing to training my body to want to be in pleasure. But it's also giving me, like, way more fortitude, way more strength to do, like, make these other major shifts in my life because I am getting nourished and I'm actually retraining my brain to be in a place of openness for pleasure, of willingness to move forward, of feeling safe, like regardless of, of what is going on outside of me, I am creating that solid foundation of, of play and pleasure and self-love on a daily basis. I mean, it is, I mean, it's just magic. It brings so much magic to every other area of my life. I absolutely love it. Yes, definite magic. Actually, one of the guys in the program, Man on Fire, last night, he was, um, he signed up for a whole year and he was telling the other guys that, you know, he, he had spent, 
probably about a month where he had stepped away and um, just because of situations in life and he's just, you know, got too busy, you know, all the stuff that comes up. And he was like, I noticed such a difference. He's like, just being in the daily practice of pleasure makes such a big difference in all of life, like on your mindset. And it is, it's really training yourself. And like anything else, you stop going to the gym, like you're going to get out of those habits and those routines, just like we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Um, so it is, it's like, where, what is your, what is your default? Yeah. Yeah. It's that baseline for me. It's like, it can just, and you, and you don't necessarily know it when it's happening. Right. That's like very common. It just is, it's just going down bit by bit. And you're like, yeah, I feel good. But like you feel good in that moment compared to when you're like really on fire. It's like that's night and day difference. And like, wow, if people if people knew how good they could possibly feel, I mean, everybody would be doing this. Everybody would be like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm turning my phone on silent. I have my pleasure practice, you know? <laughs> Oh, fucking yes. <laughs> you know, but, and it is part of, I think, the puritanical culture as well that is, um, as far as we've gone away from that, it really still is so embedded into many of us, um, just from the generations of it. And it's like all work, no play, and you know, just that work ethic is more important than any type of pleasure or play. Um, of course, you know, in today's society, we, we also see the opposite of that, of people who are just, you know, all play, no work. And <laughs> I personally find that to be very unattractive, but, um, you know, to each their own, <laughs> just not for me. I definitely have more of a puritanical work ethic in me. Like, my dad's side of the family has like they are the hardest workers ever like just you know farmers who are just up at the crack of dawn and just working all day you know and so while i'm not out on the farm i definitely have that but i have i've created like just this um i guess it was it is, like you said, is the realization of it, you know, it's like once you experience how powerful the pleasure is, you just make your time for it. And so like, I'm definitely always like, okay, is pussy happy? If pussy's not happy, we got to make a change, you know, and like, that's my guiding light. That's my true north. <laughs> yes, I think this is so important because like I too, I come from the Midwest. I have a lot of farmers and entrepreneurs and just like people it's like working hard is part of the culture but i've really been able to flip that for myself because for me my pleasure practice actually is the baseline of my work like so much of my work depends on me being lit up being joyful every time i facilitate whenever i'm creating new games and like new ideas whenever i'm working with people it makes a difference like how I am. It impacts all of the people around me. And so I've been able to kind of 
kind of kind of hack that uh, that work ethic and be like, no, like I've got to get my pleasure practice in today. I promised my name is on it. This is important, you know. Yeah. <sighs> oh yeah, definitely. I've been fortunate to be able to do that in a similar way of <laughs> like, all right, well, you know, I can't be preaching this if I'm not practicing this basically, you know, of like, and so, all right, get in there, do my practices and it is worth it every single time. Mm. So another, uh, amazing type of, um, orgasm that you can have that is, it is, uh, less of like, you can orgasm during the practice, but it really is like a whole sexual practice that you do really using the breath in a primal way to open up all the channels in your body. And by, um, focusing on whatever it is that you're trying to call in. Um, and by, so for instance, if you're wanting to call in like the God, a God or a goddess, or maybe it's truth or pleasure or, um, whatever it is that you are wanting more of in your life and that you're wanting to embody more of, it's totally up to you what that is. Um, but by using the breath in like a really, really intense primal way, um, and then at the same time, or like alternating with really like embodying this, um, this that you're calling in, uh, and then by the end of the practice, like feeling fully that you have, uh, that you've just totally called this in. You feel this in every single cell of your body. And it's like this new imprinting of whatever it is that you're desiring to be or manifest in your life. And you've literally just like brought it in every cell, everything's completely wide open because when we're doing breath practices, um, like the one in this uh, primal sex practice, it what it does is it starts to open up the primal brain because it shuts down the cortex and the limbic system. So you can get into the primal brain and create the new patterns there. And like, it's just such a fucking powerful way of experiencing sex because also like the, the heightened state of being when you're in that primal state of just that rawness, that earthiness, like it's just, it's so fucking hot. And like the turn on is crazy intense. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely, um, a fan favorite in the man on fire program. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. I actually had a, I've had a couple lovers where I accessed that, um, while we were having sex and, um, you know, they were not used to that. It turns out that they weren't quite the right fit for me, uh, because I, I just embodied this, like such a wild intensity, um, you know, that like, not everybody wants to hold that, <laughs> that amount of energy and intensity at once but wow like being able to experience that with a lover who also like wants to go there and do that there's it's so exhilarating and it like it makes me feel so powerful um in my body like there's this like 
yeah, this like primal warrior energy that's just, ah, I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, you're not the first woman to, to say that. Like I've had so many women say to me, like, I just, I can't be like this with a man because they will be terrified. They can't handle this. And yeah, I had a similar experience as well. I remember I was like, I matched with some guy. I don't even remember which dating site it was. And like, we went and, you know, we had dinner, which was clearly just one of those things. It was just like the precursor to sex and, um, went back to his place after. And I was like, just in it. I don't remember. I might've been in a, like a certain Tantra program or something at that time. And I was like really in that energy and like, I just unleashed and was like totally raw and in it. And the look on his face, like he was fucking terrified. It was like he'd seen Kali herself or something, you know, he was just like, <laughs> yep, I know that look. <laughs> uh, needless to say, never saw that one again. <laughs> oh, God. What did you learn? I wonder if he, I wonder if he ever thinks about that. <laughs> I, I hope, I hope that anybody who's experienced that in the past uh, really finds the right match for them. And, you know, maybe there was a seed planted there of like, oh, like this is, this is possible. Like, even if they couldn't hold it in the moment, like my wish is that everyone can access those, that that depth of, of power and intensity, because I really do believe that when we do that, like we are just a hundred percent in tune with our feelings and having the, the liberation to truly express ourselves with that raw primal passion. I mean, that is going to bring some oomph to whatever we're doing for, you know, weeks on end, it's going to keep on bringing that, that, uh, raw intensity uh which gosh can't our lives use a little more of that yeah especially the good intensity i feel like we've had plenty of the uh, Mm -hmm. intensity other intensity this year (laughs) exactly this is what i'm saying let's balance it out a little bit i mean i sometimes do a breath practice where um, I embody Kali energy and I just do it with my breath and my breathing and I do it like I'm, I'm doing it a bit right now and you can see it's like, oh, like I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever is next, like ready to pounce on it. It's just like awesome warrior energy that now that I've experienced it and let myself be in that, like I can tap into that anytime for what I need. And also like as an EFT practitioner with people, it's so powerful for releasing uh, rage, resentment and anger to really just tap into that and have a healthy way, a healthy way to breathe it through and like release it through the body. When we do that, we actually capture that energy. We take our energy back and we're able to then apply it 
to what it is that we do want instead of holding down these feelings because we're so scared of feeling too much or that we of feeling anger or rage at all like we can actually use that to fuel ourselves towards our goals and what the result is that we are passionate we're lit up and we are taking massive action towards what it is that we really want Oh yeah. When I finally allowed myself to like really unleash my rage, like it transformed everything. Just decades of shit that had been suppressed, like just literally like taking the lid off of it all. And like, yeah, definitely all the stuff that you're saying, I'm just like embodying the collie and just like getting deep in there because that shit goes so fucking deep and uh, it's powerful, powerful, powerful energy. But most of the time we're using it either against somebody else or against ourselves. And instead, if you can channel that energy into the things that you do want Like it's a totally normal, natural thing to feel angry and to feel rage at injustices, but like, yeah, we're, we don't typically know how to handle those big emotions and we try to ignore them, but they're not going anywhere. No, we actually use our energy to hold them down. Like it actually takes our life essence, the energy we could be using in other places to repress it. And I am a reformed person. Like I was so scared of being angry. I was so scared of any time anyone was angry. You know, I had a lot of trauma in my upbringing. And so I was terrified. I would freeze and be in fear. And, and part of that was that I was freezing to hold down like my own anger. And, you know, I had to have a really traumatic event happen to me as an adult to help tap me into that. But I'll tell you once I felt like what I call righteous fucking rage, like once I felt that, cause yeah, I should be pissed about some of the things that are happening in the world. I am pissed that like injustices have happened to my friends and my family and are still happening all over the world. And when I was able to tap into that, there's, I mean, it's like rocket fuel. It's amazing that our, that we can have this and it's available. I mean, right now, right now, if we look at our world, it's like, we are like literally masking ourselves. We're keeping ourselves in our houses. It's like, we're holding everything in and we don't dare to be too much. We don't want to offend people, especially now. And man, the freedom that is possible in just letting ourselves feel what it is that we really feel, you know, of course, doing that responsibly, not turning it inward on ourselves or, you know, yelling at other people, um, you know, being responsible with that. But wow, like the amount that I've been able to do despite being in uh, in a lockdown kind of situation by being able to tap into the stuff that is pissing me off and letting that fuel what I'm doing next. I mean, it's definitely a lot better than being like feeling stuck feeling frozen, feeling helpless, like I can't do anything. And, and, and at the mercy of everything else, 
in the world, like that is one interpretation of it. But when I get myself, like we talked about before, into my pleasure practice, and then also into feeling the depths of emotion from the stuff that is not pleasurable, it actually reclaims it. And it gives me pleasure out of it. Like I actually like being pissed. Like, like I'm not trying to be angry at everyone, but like when there is it, like I am like, all right, I will express it. I'm ready to do it because what it turns into is passion and that's an activator. Right. So speaking of which, did you get to the practices last week yet and have your anger gasms? <gasps> I have not. I've no. been working on another thing, but it sounds like I'm going to be busy tonight. Yes. So that's actually in the women's program. Uh, one of the practice for the week is, and it ties into what we're talking about today, different types of orgasms having an anger-gasm, having a cry-gasm, um, having a freedom-gasm, like all these different emotions that we have can be so fucking pleasurable. Like it doesn't have to only be sensations of what we typically consider to be pleasure. It doesn't have to be the the bliss or the the happy or things like that like it can you can have orgasms where you are unleashing your anger in that powerful way so i'm excited to hear your uh experience with that literally wrote it down in <laughs> my notebook as a to-do for tonight <laughs> yeah. So those are really amazing. Um, and okay. So another type of, uh, tantric orgasm that does get talked about, uh, more commonly is a, uh, is sex magic, which again is a whole experience around, um, orgasm, not just the orgasmic experience. And with this one, you're actually delaying orgasm until you get near the end of the practice. But what you're doing is choosing something that you're wanting to create in your life. So maybe you're wanting to write a book or maybe you want a new relationship or um, maybe you want to move somewhere, whatever it is that you're wanting. So you, you pick what it is that you're desiring. Um, hold that intention in five senses reality. So you're literally as if it's already happened, you taste it, feel it, smell it, like all five senses, just really getting into it. And then um, there's a whole system of how you move it through um, the different chakra points in the body. And then at the end of the practice, um, allowing the orgasm at that point, when you're at the crown of your head and sending that orgasmic energy mixed with your desire that you're bringing into reality, um, letting all of that go together out into the universe and then bringing it down through your body layer by layer, cell by cell. Uh, so that way it's again, becoming part of you, part of you physically. And it's such a powerful tool for, um, 
for quickly creating things that you want to happen in your life. And of course, always using it ethically um, in an alignment uh, with the good of, of all beings <laughs> because we want to be careful around that. But, um, but yeah, it's something that, that is another amazing tantric uh, orgasmic practice. This is one I love to use, uh, and I use this on a regular basis uh, because I have a lot of creations in the world, and I have a lot of desires as I grow my business, as I grow in my relationships, and um, you know the places that I live in my friendship circles. It's this has been such an amazing tool. Like it's, you know, it's, it's my pleasure practice. So it's my pleasure to do it. I, I, you know, I love tapping into intention and, and, you know, people have probably heard of like, you know, writing things down and, you know, journaling about that five senses, but man, when you take it in with the orgasm, when you bring that amplifying energy to, I mean, that is literally life force. It literally is life force that you're imbuing your intention onto. And the results that I have seen from doing this are absolutely amazing. I mean, things that I would not have thought possible, like to happen so quickly or like just like out of the blue, you know, I get a phone call or an offer or, or that new that, you know, the, the new opportunity that, you know, I couldn't have planned that. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, there are things that, that, you know, no matter what I would actually do, you know, the, it's, it's like the perfect thing for us to do when we don't know what the next steps are, but we know what we desire and we know what direction we're going. Like, this is the perfect time to use this, uh, to really magnetize those miracles to us. And we're getting the support of the universe, right? Like it's doing, it's doing the work for us. The work we're doing on that is, is tapping in to our pleasure, to our play, to our desire. And then this beautiful practice of like, when we surrender that, uh, and, and just feel it coming to us that, that receiving part, it actually, you know, our brains can't tell the difference between what is actually happening to us and what we're visualizing to happen to us. Like that is proven in scientific studies. And it is just so cool because when we get that experience of the thing that we don't know how we're going to get there, as we start receiving it, so many of us like clamp down because right. it's like, oh, it's too good. It's, it's too much. I don't know if I can handle all of that, right? We, because we haven't trained our own capacity to be able to handle the thing right. that is so good. And so the more that we do these kind of practices and then we supercharge them with our sexual energy, the more we feel safe when the opportunity arises. We feel more confident that we can do it. The next steps are much more clear because we're not uh, running away and hiding from it because, you know, we don't think we're enough or, you know, whatever, whatever reason has gotten in the way in the past. I mean, really, it's like our brain just needs to be used to and feel comfortable in these bigger versions of ourselves. And the way that we do that is by doing sex magic, we do, you know, it's in, in giving us that actual embodiment, the actual feeling, all of those sensations, and then bam, you know, it just like smooths the way. And, you know, we get it, we get a moment, we're like, oh, I had a dream about that person. Like, 
let me call them, let me call them, uh, you know, see what they're doing. And like all these little synchronicities and miracles just start popping up. They do. They definitely do. It's like you just start, you plant the seeds in there and then the seeds start to blossom. And it's exactly what you're saying. Like basically you stop self-sabotaging because you are training your brain to be able to experience greater and greater pleasure. And so that way, when pleasure comes your way, when your desires come your way, you're able to accept and receive them rather than oh no, I, I can't have this, you know, for whatever reason, and you create excuses and um, just, you know, shut that down. And so, yeah, by doing these practices, by constantly just training your nervous system, training your brain, so that way you can experience your desires in the five senses reality. And then when it comes along, you're just like, oh my God, yes, fuck yes. Like you're here. Thank you so much. And then you're like on to the next, what do I want next? And you, know, you can really start creating your own life rather than just, you know, being in the, the grind of it all. I mean, and not to say that life doesn't still happen, right? Like life is constantly throwing us things every single day but the way we move through it is different the way we create in the midst of it is different and um, the way we react to it is different so that's the difference it's not like suddenly you just live in this bubble where everything is you know just this perfect dream but who would want that anyway? Because that would be really fucking boring also. <laughs> yeah, you're pointing to a spiritual fallacy that I would just like to underline. Um, I've noticed that a lot of people in the conscious communities, like there's this thought that like if if things are, are difficult or if challenges arise or if like illness comes, like things like that, that they're like doing it wrong, like that they weren't being spiritual enough or like, and I've seen people both like put that on themselves and then also on other people. And let's get real folks, like let's get real. This is a co-created reality. We're in, it's bigger than just us. We have impact on all around us and things happen. And it's our job to get the best out of it. It's our job to squeeze the nectar out, get the essence of it, even from the things that are hard. Cause I mean, maybe you'd probably agree, but like some of the most difficult things in my life have led to the most incredible things in my life. You know, it's not for us to judge in that moment that, you know, or, or, play some sort of game where we're not being, you know, good enough with our spiritual practices. Uh, like, <laughs> that's just silly. It's really, it's how we show up moment to moment and, uh, you know, how we, how we respond, um, how we take responsibility uh, for those things and create the shifts that are needed. Yeah. And just, you know, you just keep going, right? Like nothing is, nothing is perfect. Nothing. And this comes back to tantric philosophy as well. Like where there is no right, there is no wrong, there is no good, there is no bad, like the whole non-dualism of it, of like everything just is moment to moment and moving through it. And, you know, not to say that it doesn't still really fucking suck sometimes, like, and yet like in those moments of it really fucking sucks, like, 
there's, there can still be clarity. There can still be foresight and passion and creative energy and like even pleasure in feeling the fucking socks. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Should we play cards? Ooh, ooh, I would love to. Ugh. Sarah Rose, I love playing cards with you. It's just so fun. I love that you've been doing this since even before I was on the show. Well, I have to tell you something. So the movers arrived yesterday and all my shit is being sent to New York at this moment. I think it's in Colorado right now. And, but one of the things that I kept out and did not ship were my cards. <laughs> I, so yeah, my let's talk about sex deck uh, and my tarot deck. <laughs> I kept them both uh, here with me. They're not on a uh, bed stand because I don't have a, a nightstand table at the moment. But <laughs> well, you can keep them in your pocket, put them in your coat. <laughs> stick a stick. I don't have a bra, so I can't say I stick it in my bra, but um, stick it in my shirt. Uh, <laughs> well, do you want to? Do you want to pull a card? Oh, I can. Pull we don't a have card. much time left, but okay. Let's do, let's do one. Okay, you ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. My pussy lit up. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Nothing to do with what we talked about today, but pussy spoke. <laughs> My relationship to porn is blank. Well, I can say that my relationship to porn is is relatively limited. Um, you know, I saw some I saw some uh, some porn like when I was in college was my first, and it just like was kind of, like comical and funny. It was like a group like we were all watching it in the dorms together, and I was like, this is really what people are watching is like some Jenna Jameson fantasy like Lord of the Rings style kind of thing. Um, so that, that was like my, my exposure to porn for the longest time. Um, but then I found erotica and um, I really enjoyed reading. Uh, I have a very active imagination. So um, the words are just as much of a turn on, uh, a turn on for me. And, uh, you know, I'm considering, I've heard that there's some really good uh, sites for, women um, that has more like kind of conscientious, uh, like deeply uh, connected kind of porn. So that's where I think I'm going with my relationship to porn is really seeking out some of those new styles. So I'll have to keep you posted. Mm, yes. So I have not watched um, Erica Lust, uh, but she has porn that is female directed conscious porn. Um, so maybe check hers out. I'm making a note right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my connection or my relationship to porn is, um, again, pretty limited. Like it's something that for some reason, every now and then it comes up as something I want to do, but for the most part, like it doesn't really cross my mind, but I will say that 
when I had, I've told you before about the big hot tub that was like just outside my bedroom and it had these amazing jacuzzi jets. And sometimes I would like spend hours in there just having orgasms from the jacuzzi jets and then and like watching porn. And I remember my, uh, my gay husband, he would, I would text him and tell him what I was saying or doing or whatever. Like one time he was like, oh, the beast meets the beast. <laughs> But it was amazing because it was like all glass windows and like I would just look straight out into the trees and like at night the stars were so beautiful and yeah so sometimes I would do that and uh, that was that was fun. <laughs> mm, yummy. All right, well, and that is sex and Sarah Rose. Hey, it's Sarah again. Thanks for listening. Make sure you check out the links in the show notes for everything we discussed in this episode. And you can also find out about how you can work with me. Until next time, lovers. Down tonight.